Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. BPI presents The Pride Connection, sponsored by Blind LGBT Pride. Airing Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on ACB Radio Mainstream or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Pride Connection. I am one of your co-hosts, Anthony Corona. Always uh, happy to be here. Happy and, you know, proud, loud, obnoxious sometimes, I guess some people might say. Um, I'm here, as always, with Gabriel Lopez-Cafati. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Pride Connection. And the darling, the daring, the delicious Mr. Byron Lee. Hello. How's everybody doing? So, you know, the topic this evening is going to be uh, the continuation of the conversation we had, gender roles. Um, So it it behooves me that there's no one on the participants list at the moment. So I just want to say very quickly that if you are out there listening on ACB Radio Land and you wanted to join the conversation, you can grab that link very quickly on the community calls email that Cindy sends out every day. Uh, we're the last item on the list today. <laughs> so scroll on down and uh, grab that Zoom link and join us and uh, add your opinions and your thoughts on the roles, the changing roles of gender in our society. Um, I guess it would be a great time to uh, to celebrate the community calls. This week is... Uh, a year since the community calls have started, we are also in. Uh, we are also hitting a milestone for Pride Connection too. We're a year, a little bit plus a year of Pride Connection as well. Yeah. So it's 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 definitely been a bumpy 2020, and uh, coming into 2021, seemed like it might be just as bumpy, but things are smoothing out, evening out, evening out. And, uh, you know, every dark cloud does have a silver lining if you look, you know, hard enough. If you search through all that dark fog, you will eventually find a silver lining. And one of the silver linings has been Pride Connection and, of course, the community calls. So ACB, way to go and great job. Um, I hear that there is a record 91 or 97 but i'm pretty sure it's 97 calls on the community call schedule this week and that is pretty darn amazing so gabriel um did you prepare any president's remarks for today sure um as we come close to the beginning of spring um it's it's amazing how to me a time this past year has been some sort of a paradox. Sometimes it seems like this past year just flew by. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like it's been forever. It's it's just kind of foggy. But in the midst of all that uh, is the connections that we have made the uh, interactions, uh, this whole booming of our virtual connections and our virtual uh, friendships. Um, I do want to echo Anthony's sentiments in um, congratulating ACB uh, for for a wonderful, amazing job of, you know, making lemonade out of lemons and 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 transfer transferring all of our all of our um, initiatives into community calls. Like I was commenting uh, yesterday, 
uh, Sheila Young, president of FCB, uh, hosted a uh, president's call to talk a little bit about what the past year has been and what um, what each affiliate has been doing, what each affiliate did as, as, as an innovation due to the pandemic and what will they continue to do. And there were a lot of interesting, very, very interesting uh, comments Chief among them, uh, the fact that many of us, many affiliates shared the same, the same experience in which we have established connections with members, new members and uh, new energy that we, have, we probably wouldn't have fostered without uh, the advent of this whole virtual environment and uh, the community calls, of course. Um, and 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 that was that was something that we all celebrated as presidents and and i'm sure that every affiliate feels how 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 much we have grown not only as a as a parent organization but individually each affiliate whether it be state or special interest we have all grown and we have solidified our presence and we have uh well here we are a little bit over a year pride connection and uh and and, and counting. Um, so thank you, Cindy. Thank you, ACB, for giving us this opportunity to connect and keep fostering this community. Um, thank you, ACB Radio, for uh, giving us the channel through which we can echo and <laughs> multiply yeah. the ripple of our, of, of, of our voices and of our sounds and of our connections. So it's it's our you know like connections you, absolutely <laughs> we're proud of our connections so like anthony said there's, there's a silver lining uh, you know vaccines are rolling uh quick quicker and quicker every time and and we really hope to to see familiar faces and shake familiar hands and exchange familiar hugs hopefully soon um we know not in july but I want to plug uh, that uh, BPI, we held a special membership meeting the, this past Sunday, right after our board meeting. And one of the topics uh, was to talk a little bit about one of BPI staples, which is uh, our fall social networking event uh, that has been enjoyed in past years by members, allies, friends of BPI um, and ACB. Uh, we've done cruises, we've done New York, we've done Denver. Uh, we've been all over the place and some people have been talking about, you know, a level of comfort traveling by, by the fall. So that's a topic that we brought up. Uh, we still are being very conservative about it, but stay tuned because as we experience the rollout of the vaccine and we go into summer and we see how we, when we're able to gauge what is the level of comfort. Uh, uh, of people traveling will probably put something together. Uh, it's definitely not going to be a cruise, unfortunately, because we don't we we cannot expose ourselves so quickly so much. So uh, it's definitely not going to be a cruise. But uh, if people express that they want to do it, and we have a good number of participants, we will be putting it out there. Uh, we're also gearing up for convention national in July. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And um, I'm going to stop now so we can <laughs> probably get into other topics and into the <clears throat> subject matter of this evening. Well, the subject matter at hand is uh, the changing the changing identities and whether or not gender roles really are going to matter. Do they matter to Gen X and Gen Z and will they matter in the future? Um, I was listening to a podcast that has lots and lots and lots of attention last week, um, The Daily from the New York Times. And um, I, I, you know, that's one of the, that's, that's a sword for me, live and die by The Daily. Um, just a shout out, not, uh, you know, as the disclaimer says at the beginning, views are ours and ours alone. Um, no real ringing endorsement, um, except to say that I think it's fabulous. Um, and they were, they, uh, had a, a a day devoted to single mothers that uh, you know how they coped through the pandemic, 
And, um, you know, they had two different mothers talking about their experiences, two very different experiences. And in the course, um, in the course of the conversation, two things really, really stood out to me. Um, the, the unarguable fact that even now, 2021, women still make 81 cents to the dollar that men make. And the other one was that, you know, a mother of, of three, um, two kids that were doing virtual homeschooling and, and one child that was still of daycare age, um, had to, had, was given the opportunity to quote unquote, resign her position because her focus uh, was not strongly enough on work, um, you know, and it, it was felt that she would need to tend to her family matters um, and was given nothing, not a day's worth of severance or, or any choices in the matter other than, you know, your, your focus is not here, you got to go. Um, and that really, that really saddened me um, because I, I really do believe that the, the gender roles from the 50s, the gender roles even in, in the 80s when I was growing up, um, have, have somewhat imploded or, or dissolved. They're not, they're not as, as heavily enforced in, in media and entertainment. They're not as heavily stressed upon in, in society at large. At least that was the perception that I had. Uh, you know, and then you hear something like that and it, it, snaps, it snaps you right back into reality that as much, you know, as far as we've come as a society, you know, and, and uh, the movements that have been talked about all year long, especially in the summer, definitely bring you back to reality that as far as you think, we, we may have think we, we may have think we have come. Wow, that does not roll off the tongue very easily. We, uh, we might not have come as far as we think. So I see that a couple of people have joined us. Why don't, um, why don't we give an opportunity for everyone to say hello and uh, tell us you know, their thoughts on the changing roles of gender in our society. Say hello guys or gals or non-binaries or aliens. <laughs> Who do we got? I do see someone with a 310 area code. Um, and I also see someone else named Anthony. I don't know if that's you or another Anthony, but if either of them wish to unmute and say hello. Um, also, it looks like somebody in our WhatsApp group uh, says that there's no Zoom link to the discussion. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over to the uh, to the mailing list that has our link in it and copy and paste that into the into the WhatsApp group so that people can find us because Gerald is looking for us and can't find us. Awesome. Oh, okay. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Yep. Thanks, Byron. No worries. So 310, you want to say hello and tell us some of your thoughts? I'm going to push the button to ask them to unmute. Maybe they're just trying to figure out how to get that done. So I've pushed the button. So we'll see if that works. Let's do that with Anthony, too. So then you can run and grab sure. that link for our WhatsApp people. Yep. I am a multitasker extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> you are, Byron. Okay, I'm Anthony from North Hollywood, California. Hey, Anthony. Hey, hey Anthony. Can you actually can you actually walk to the Hollywood sign? No, I'm in North Hollywood. The Hollywood sign is a ways away from me. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to Pride Connection. Uh, thank you. We are talking about the changing gender roles in society. Any thoughts? And what a great name you have, by the way, sir. <laughs> Why, thank you. I imagine you're the other Anthony on this. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I didn't like it so much when I was a kid, but as I grew older, I, I came to really like it a lot. <clears throat> so um, about the changing gender roles, um, to be very honest with you, I, I, I really have very little opinion on the whole thing. I, it's kind of, it is what it is. I know that some people uh, struggle with that, especially at a very early age in life. And uh, I think that, you know, parents need to be very nurturing of uh, what's going on with, with, with their children. Uh, because, it, I mean, let's face it, not only childhood, but as you go into your teens, they're very confusing times. So all the support and care that a, per that a person can get 
growing up is, is really important. I, I grew up gay and I got to be honest with you, there wasn't a lot of support when I was growing up. I grew up, uh, basically my teens were in the 60s. So that tells you I'm an old man, <laughs> older man. I should say. <laughs> you're never older, you're all, you're <laughs> like my you're dad likes like my, and or like my dad likes to say less young <laughs> less young there you go yeah, so. well less young is definitely a lot better than long in the tooth and that was my grandmother's favorite <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> well well anthony from california <laughs> um thank you so much uh i couldn't agree more with with those words uh very 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 on point um care uh love for our children and uh i, I think uh you know an education needs to always have uh the basis of you know no wrongdoing against anyone treat all treat others with kindness and treat others as you wish to be treated uh respect and decency uh but also at the same time with and understanding with the uh, support to know that whoever and whatever they are as children uh they are loved and 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 they are uh, honored and uh, and supported in 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 their identity their orientation because that's what happens to many of us i um you know i'm i i found myself in the same situation that you did and i've told my story so i'm not going to go into details i said i told my story at the uh, when we had this first conversation about two or three weeks ago um where i was you know i grew up gay not knowing that i was gay and not understanding but you know suppressing that because of the thought or feeling that there was something wrong about it um so You know, thank God we're here and I came to terms with my orientation, couldn't be prouder and happier and um, and have a, a good support system. So that's always very important. Care, hey, love, we've been joined support. by Jeff and I am thinking that it is probably one of our great BPI members. Is that uh, is that Jeff from Minneapolis? I don't see him online. Yeah, I don't oh, see well, Jeff, but I Gerald. do see Jer. Yeah, I see well, thank Gerald. you to Brian. Gerald. Thank you, Brian, for uh, putting Byron. putting up the Zoom. Yeah, no worries. So, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pose a question to those of us on the panel, and and I especially would love to hear Byron's opinion. Um, in in the articles that uh, a a supporter of BPI sent, um, Mr. Peter Alchol, and that's what sparked. The, the first of these conversations, um, there were some resources that I checked out. And, you know, I, I, as a lot of people will end up doing, I, I went down a rabbit hole and, and saw a lot of different articles that most of them made me feel very happy and very proud, but a few of them made me shake my head and, and just made me feel a little sad. And one of them was a school district in, I believe it was uh, Oklahoma, but don't kick me if I'm wrong, but uh, where the parents are creating a big uh, protest about introducing pronoun usage in um, middle school, which would be, you know, six through um, uh, six, seven, and eight. Uh, and that uh, they feel that that is uh, too influencing, that the age, that they are too Um, open to be influenced and that if if introducing the conversation about pronoun usage and the fact that pe that not everybody identifies as strictly he or strictly she that that could quote unquote damage the development of their kids um and along the lines of that article there were you know references to the big happy meal debate and things like that so i i wonder what you guys think of you know, of that kind of education is, is six through, uh, you know, six through eight grades too young. Um, can the mind be influenced that strongly that if, you know, you were born identifying and feeling that you were he, that suddenly with enough exposure, you might think that you're a they or a she? Um, 
I, you know, I certainly have a few comments on this. And I, I had a conversation on Facebook with someone who I won't identify because I, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to cause any um, ill feeling, ill feelings or anything like that. I don't want to shame anyone. But I had a conversation with someone today on Facebook about um, the usage of pronouns. And their stance was, and they're someone of, of the LGBTQ plus spectrum. You know, they're, they're part of our community and, and they are against it. They feel that this generation of queer people is peeing all over the stuff that their generation fought for um, and that we are too in your face or too, we're just too much. Um, we, you know, they, they kind of equate um, what this generation is doing to a, um, and I'm putting words in their mouth for sure. But, you know, I think what they're saying is that we are like a bull in a china shop. We are just coming in with all kinds of radical ideas. And that's been the way it's been for eons, isn't it? Like, it, usually the previous generation is upset by the radicalness of the new generation that comes in. You know, people yes. were upset when rock and roll came in because it was, you know, Satan's music and it was just, you know, too loud and too brash. And all these kids are just crazy with their rock and, you know, it's the same kind of attitude that that people are afraid of change. And, and they, they are afraid of things that they that they worked to establish being changed. But that's how it's always been and how it always will be. Um, as far as pronoun usage... I'm not trying to force anyone to say, you have to give us your pronoun. But if you don't, then there's a chance I may misgender you. And if you're fine with that, if your feelings aren't going to be hurt by me misgendering you, then by all means, you know, I guess you don't need to announce your pronoun. But I feel that that people should be more mindful of what someone's uh, pronouns are, because there are people that are constantly misgendered by no fault of their own. It's not even a gay thing. It's not even a transgender thing. I'm misgendered all the time. I'm either can, either thought of as a woman or a young boy, and I'm neither of those things. I'm a 40-year-old man, not transgender. Um, you know, I'm not female in the slightest. I'm a male, but I get misgendered all the time, and it affects me negatively to be called ma'am on the phone or be called ma'am, um, you know, when people hear my voice or to, to have people misgender me. And it's not a gay thing. Mm -hmm. So I really feel like people no. need to think more outside of the box as, as far as pronoun things go. There are plenty of you know women who identify as women and they have deeper voices and they're called sir all the time. And that's got to be devastating, yes. especially in the society where, where if you're a woman and you're not feminine enough, then you're somehow viewed as lesser than, you know, you know, society, you know, judges women based on beauty and a lot of other, you know, unfair things. And when you, when you don't comply either on purpose because you don't want to, or by no fault of your own, uh, and people misgender you, that that's devastating. That's really hard. So it's not, it's not a gay thing. It is, you know, just a, a quick, funny little aside to, to what you're saying. I have an aunt who gave birth to three of my cousins. Um, and, you know, if she if she told you straight up what she what she is and who she is, she would tell you that she likes, uh, you know, she likes the big D. Um, she raises German shepherds. She owns a lot of guns and goes to the firing range. And she is a very gravelly, what they used to call a smoker's voice. Um, and, you know, if we're on a, a speakerphone kind of call with someone that she doesn't know, she will often uh, often be called sir. And she laughs it off. Um, but I could see how that would be devastating to someone to be constantly mis, you know, misgendered uh, in, in society and calls and things like that. Fortunately enough, you know, she is very secure in who she is uh, and laughs it off. But it happens all the time. It does. Um, you know, and, and as far as uh, people wanting to identify as whatever gender they want to identify as, um, you know, I don't, <clears throat> I don't see why uh, being mindful of other people's feelings um, and, and being careful to being careful to make sure that you include them somehow will turn all of our children gay. Like, I, I don't understand that concept. <laughs> Yeah, you know, because you're more aware of um, other cultures doesn't make you that culture. So why does it? Why is it somehow worse when it's about sex or gender? That's a good analogy. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, you know, there are pockets of of the country, unfortunately, that still have a very hard time assimilating in race, assimilating in a new culture that may move in. Um, You know, so it's it's very it's it's very disheartening. It's very sad to know that those pockets still exist, and and it makes me wonder, you know, what what gender identity would feel like, and and back. Back when I was coming out, you know, it's still, and I, I preface this all the time. I live in Staten Island, New York, um, you know, an amazing city, but a pocket of this city that was still over and ultra conservative. It was not comfortable. It was not something that I wanted to do while I was still in high school, even though the feelings in me, you know, really started to, I started to recognize what they were when I was, you know, a junior and a senior in high school. I, I didn't want to know anything about that. I didn't want to, you know, accept it or think about it because from what I saw every day, it didn't feel, it didn't feel like I would be accepted well. It didn't feel like I would have ultimately have, you know, an okay time with all that. Um, you know, coming back after my first year of college, I realized at that point I was, I was um, way, way more surprised at how many people embraced it and we're okay with it. Although I never had this big, like, you know, week or, or month of telling everyone that I know, Hey, did you know I'm gay? I'm gay. You should know I'm gay. You know, it just was an osmosis kind of thing. Um, but I was lucky enough not to have been ostracized, never hurt, never, you know, never severely disrespected. There were comments and things that were hurtful at times, but nothing that, that scarred my psyche or even worse scarred my body. Um, but yet, you know, we're in a, we're in a phase where coming out, so to speak, as transgender or as non-binary or as pansexual, um, and, and the various other associations. Can I I stop you there for just a minute there, Anthony? Because one thing people need to remember is that orientation does not equal gender. So, um, no, of course not. But as you start to come out as you're with your with your identity, it's always lumped into, uh, you know, the, you're either gay or bi. And it's like, no, that's not what we're, that's not what we're saying. That's not, that's not what our identity, what our identification is. You know, Byron? Yeah. yeah, Did we lose yeah. you? I'm, nope. I'm here. Yeah. I, I hear you. No, it's, it's, it's the, you know, it's the outer the outer community that that pushes that into members of of the larger community that that associate differently than other than male or female only and that's lumped into our community and i it really really disheartens me that you that you know there are still members of our own the lgbtq community that want to say that expanding the rainbow further somehow hurts the work that's been done along the way yeah, we no. Gerald joined us, and I, I wonder, you know, from from a, a perspective that is slightly older than us, have you encountered that? And if you have, what you know, what does that feel like to your generation? Uh, what what does what feel like exactly? Tell me again. Do you, do you feel, Gerald, that like um, the things that you have strived to um, to to make happen? are being somehow supplanted by the younger generation that that the progress that you and your generation have ma- have made is being you know for lack of a better term crapped on by the younger lgbtq plus spectrum uh people not a, not at all i just think it's it's being built upon right mm-hmm. I oh i love that gerald it, it's just been you know my generation built upon the uh, one beforehand i mean you know on in that way it's just uh, you know that that you know the generation before you know my generation is the one that started really coming out more in public and now it's just building on that you know it's uh, right in, in in a way it's like the it's like the coronavirus it, you have variants <laughs> you know it, it mutates <laughs> it, it mutates it's just oh. it, <laughs> be careful using mutation and <laughs> no, oh just what we need some people oh, the game, the game and, and, it's, I, and it's mutating in a in a in a progressive manner not in an aggressive manner 
Yeah, no, I, I love uh, that. And I, I think I'm going to steal <laughs> that word, uh, Gerald, in that context, building. You like, on, that, meta you like that metaphor? No, no, not. <laughs> I like building. I, I actually like I, the mutant I, metaphor too, in certain ways. I'd love to end up being the mutants that we see, you know, with superhero powers and things. But I think he means more the, the building. <laughs> no, on I, 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 I definitely love. I like the uh, building on uh, because because it is true what you said is is you know one generation builds on 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 the previous generation and then the next generation uh, uh, you know it's 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 an expansion it's it's always it's always incorporating new people um, you know I mean the, my uh, generation is coming out. You know, that was the big thing. Just, just the basic idea of being public was, was the big thing. Why do you have to be loud about it? Why do you have to tell everyone? Yes. Yeah. And now this generation is, uh, is like I've always uh, sustained with, with the advent of technology and information being so readily available and accessible and um, and with uh, community, you know, people finding others in their same situation who have similar experiences, they start realizing that they're not alone. Like many of us may have felt in the past at some point in our life. So that just gives, you know, once they get together and once they say, hey, you know, this is there's nothing wrong there's this is this is us this is who we are so it's just you know they 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 generate a voice once they get together and they want to be included so i i applaud that you know now so how about the, oh, how about the second part of the question that i posed um things like happy meal and things like education materials um you know there's a there's a faction out there that's saying you know eradicating if we if we continue along this path we're eradicating he and she all together um and if there is only the he and she choices and things like happy meals and and you know sections of the clothing of the stores for clothing and and so on and so forth is that inadvertently underscoring a um you know a a denial of other identities and other person's feelings I, I really, yeah, I, I don't think that that uh, the incorporation of another option is is under, will, will ever undermine or make the he or she disappear. Um, I, I think it's just another option for someone who doesn't feel like a he or a she or who doesn't necessarily, uh, in case of Happy Meals, for example, doesn't enjoy uh the toys designed for girls or the toys designed for boys uh something more gender neutral um you know uh i consider myself with you know i i i identify as a male i identify you know he him his are my pronouns but i feel that i i went through a whole range of of you know growing up I, I, I went through a whole range. I loved playing with airplanes, airplanes, because they're my passion. I love airplanes, but I loved playing with my cousin's Barbies. Um, but ultimately, my favorite games were mind games, you know, board games, stuff that was not necessarily <laughs> mind games. gender oriented. Yeah, I'm a geek. <laughs> I, have to, I have to chuckle at that, though, Gabriel, because uh, well, my mind games is kind of like another word for like, you know, uh, manipulation. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're thinking the same thing all over the place. That was, oh, sorry, guys. That was that was that was my Hispanic direct translation. <laughs> no worries. Because in Spanish, it's, I, I, when I someone plays mind it. games with you, Gabriel, they're trying to get over. <laughs> that yeah. is true. That is true. Okay, memory games or whatever you want to call it, intelligence, geek. <laughs> I love it. So, Gabriel, how about like the good old J.C. Pennies or you know the gaps and and things like that? You know where they have 
the clothes are, are designated by section. There's male and female, there's boys and girls. Do we, should we be creating a third section that just says, you know, unique or, or, you know, everyone, or should we kind of be phasing out the boys and girls and just having one big section where anybody can choose whatever, whatever it is they feel like? No, I, I think that, that sections for boys and girls should always be there. Um, but I think, you know, we don't see the problem is, or the way I see the problem or the issue is when people start trying to look for something wrong. How many times have we not seen clothes that have, uh, that uh, growing up, I saw that all the time, t-shirts, jackets labeled unisex. Yeah, there was nothing wrong with that. It just meant that you know it was one. It was it, it was either one could not wear designed. It. Either one could wear it because it was it was it was it was very very neutral, uh, and 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 all that mattered was the size, and no one cared about wearing something that was unisex. It's a just denim when jacket we is say, a denim jacket. Exactly, denim jacket, a plain white crew neck t shirt, stuff like that. So, but. If we try now, if if the newer generations try and come and say no, this uh, these clothes are 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 for people who are non-binary or who identify, then that's when people start, uh, you know, counter attacking or 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 they 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 don't like it because now it's it's, it's someone is appropriating it. But before it was just called unisex and we didn't have a problem. So I just think that, that there should be that option. It's, it's an alternative. If you don't care for it, you don't care for it. Um, you know, that's, that's it. If, if you know that you, <laughs> you dress with, with men's clothes, you go to the men's section. If you know you dress with women's clothes, you go to the women's section. If you want something more androgynous, if you want something more non-binary, well, there's an option for you. That's my view. People have come in. Please feel free to say hello and give us some thoughts on what we've been talking about so far, if you are so inclined. Oh, I see we have Sagey, CJ. Sage. Sage. Welcome. Hello. It's uh it's Sarah. Um, I also go by hey. Sage occasionally. Um <laughs> Nice to join the conversation. Um, for those who don't know me, I use she and they pronouns and identify as non-binary. Um, and this is a good conversation um, to be having. I think it's really important to talk about pronouns and gender. And it's something, it's a construct that I have been kind of um, exploring for the better part of five, six years now. It's not, it's not completely 100% like I know all the things because I feel like it's still um, a work in progress. And I think that when you know, you know, and when you don't, you don't, and it's okay to be somewhere in between. Um, we're talking about clothing, androgyny, right? All of that fun stuff. Yes. If I'm understanding mm-hmm. the conversation oh, correctly. Yep. Yep. And I don't how, think clothing should be gendered. Okay. okay. Um, but like, you know, that's it depends on your style right like like style is subjective for me I like things that are comfortable it doesn't matter if it if typically uh male identifying folks wear it or female identifying folks wear it I tend to lean more towards masculine-esque clothing um Mm -hmm. because it's comfortable it's roomier it's bigger etc etc because I'm a stockier person um and I think it's really important to, to find what makes you feel good. Like for me as a non-binary person, what kind of stuff do I wear that makes me feel good in my own skin, right? And if I looked at every single closing section of a store and was like, ah, this is for females only, oh no, then I probably would just not leave my house <laughs> and look for clothes. <laughs> um, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, there are companies out there like Androgynous Fox and uh dapper boy um that really they strive to put out um outfits and clothing lines that uh are really 
for anybody, you know, they, they list themselves as a company that really cares about androgyny and gender fluidness and so on and so forth, non-binary, but they don't really enforce that. They're like, if it, if it makes you feel good, if our stuff, you know, is something that suits your needs, fantastic, you know, feel free to support us, yeah. blah, blah, exactly. Um, in terms of Happy Meals and things like that, I think it should be choice. Like, which toy would you like, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. I, I was never really one to care about the toy i was more about the food (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't give me apple slices if if i'm gonna make mcdonald's you better give me my french fries i don't want to hear none about well if it comes to that i definitely agree with you i cared more about the food i it was definitely about the food and the yeah I yeah, mean, nine absolutely. times out of ten, by the time you got home, that toy was broken anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, like, the it didn't is, really matter. Um, so go ahead, you, sorry, you, sorry. You touched on something that I kind of wanted to circle back around to. You talked about sure. the toy, and you know, wouldn't it be up to the parents or the child themselves as to what which toy they get? Like, no one is saying that if there's a gender neutral option, that your your kid has to have that gender neutral option. If you're super no. religious and you and no, you, but you know what? And your boy is a boy. Hole, then I did see a bunch of articles that that are pointing to you know having the boy and girl option is harmful and hurtful, mm-hmm. and. I, you know, I personally identify as he, I've been a he, it, it's not because I was born into, you know, a very strict Italian family that said you have to be a boy. I am a boy. I like other boys. And sometimes I like things that are very feminine, but I'm still a boy. I, I don't, I don't know that feeling, but the world that we, that we grew up in, the world that we live in is still structured in that way. So I, I think to teach to teach some, uh, you know, your child that may be identifying differently that, hey, this is this is how the world has been constructed. And by the time you're my age, it might be different, but this is the world we live in now. So it's not offense. It's they're not offending you when they assume that you might want the boy toy or the girl toy. Just politely, you know, correct them and tell them you'd like what you'd like. And I think we need to normalize, we need to normalize boys liking girly things. I feel like girls liking boy things um, is is a little more normalized, but it's still not as normalized as it needs to be. It needs to be perfectly acceptable, regardless of what gender you are, if you want the Ninja Turtle or the My Little Pony. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's kind of circle it back to like blindness stuff. If you are a cane traveler and you're like, I'm a confident train captain cane traveler and this is what i prefer and then you're like but what does the guide dog word world feel like you know and then those of us who are dog handlers are like we know like i prefer the dog over the cane point blank period it's just a matter of preference you know it's what you're comfortable with at least that's how i feel about it if i'm gonna tie it all together in a nice pretty package um what am i most comfortable with you know at first when i was questioning my gender it, it took a lot and i still occasionally i'm like well am i doing the right thing here am i Am I putting myself somewhere that I shouldn't be putting myself? You know, is it imposter syndrome? So on and so forth. And the answer is no, because I never felt like I fit into a certain gender. And so I just kind of keep it a gray space. Um, and I, like to each their own. Like really, that's what I, what I preach when I talk to other folks. Like to each their own. If you feel a certain way, that's you. And own that. So what do you think about the argument that, you know, introducing this kind of education in in um let's say six through six through nine in middle school uh you know maybe brainwashing it may be brainwashing youth to feeling things and exploring things that they would never have felt or explored otherwise is that a question for me or the room <laughs> the room but but you know definitely take it sarah <laughs> i think go that- ahead can I say something? Of course. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, I think and on that, I think a lot of these uh, children of that, of that age have these thoughts suppressed. And I think it's a good thing because mm-hmm. it brings it out of them. Yep. Because, yeah. you know, just because, they, you know, they haven't been taught before, so it doesn't mean that they haven't, uh, you know, that this wasn't uh, in, in their minds. And they're just scared to come out and ask. And to talk about it, and that's yeah. the whole yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. I always no one, no one, it doesn't exi- you know, it's always existed, but 
but it was always yeah, suppressed. Exactly. And and, exactly. and I'm going to use myself before before Sarah um, uh, uh, answers the question because I know she's eager to. I'm just going to put myself out there again as an example. I don't mind. Uh, no one, obviously, this type of education was not even thought of <laughs> when I grew up in the 80s. You used to but, think about I, the 50s and 60s. <laughs> <laughs> but I still love playing with dolls, with Barbies. So what, 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 did I, what did I have to do? I would have to go into my cousin's uh, room. We would lock, I would ask her if we could lock the door. And only until the door was locked, I felt safe to play with Barbies. As soon as there was a knock on the door, I would throw the Barbie like it was a hot potato. Because I knew that I would get reprimanded, because I knew that I would get judged for playing with girls' toys. But, okay. you know, like Gerald says, my, my, it was just suppressed. I did it behind closed doors, but I did it because I liked it. I liked dressing the dolls and, you know, doing hairstyles and this and that and playing fashion show. So I did it. That doesn't mean no one taught me that no one gave me the option on the contrary they told me this is toys for girls you do not play with these toys exactly how many times have you read stories where these guys they grow up and the father sees them playing with a barbie and they rip it away you can't do this or they they punish them yeah, you know, they, yeah. yeah. In how many how many stories have we encountered where a child and and even through high school i'm sorry but you know you're still a child in in the brain formation etc where a child had no support had nowhere to turn had nowhere to identify to to feel their identification to feel their comfort level and they sadly took their own lives because there wasn't any access or there wasn't any yeah. support so to me i feel like you know the one percentage of of people that might be confused by all the information you know what there's tons of support to you know quote unquote pray the gay away um i'd rather have a, a little bit of confusion than you know children who feel that there is absolutely no way in the world for them and so they take themselves out of that out of our world oh you read about Sarah, that every, every year you can see that all that poor 12 year old that you know the yeah. mother went upstairs and found him hanging in the uh in the closet horrible yeah. yeah sarah i know you wanted to um you wanted to speak a little on this too i think uh i think it's important to recognize that um i i know that it seems as though a lot of people are coming out as non-binary or trans or whatever but as we were talking about you know um oppression and suppression it's safer to do that now it, it's safer to come out, even though it doesn't seem like that. And there's still an emergent situation with trans youth right now, you know, yeah. in various different places. I have not done my research, so I will not speak any more on that topic. However, I know that there is a crisis going on with mental health and with trans youth. Um, and it's, it's, it's awful. It's awful because there isn't enough support. But at the same time, I think more and more advocates are coming out and speaking out on the issues that um, need to be heard about. And if there continues to be a, like a, a barricade in terms of generation, like my generation did this, therefore blah, blah, and I, we need to own this, so on and so forth. Uh, I think that to progress the movement at, in, in terms of understanding like gender and, and other issues tied to our community as a whole, um, including myself. I'm not saying I'm exempt or that other folks are exempt because X, Y, Z, we're in this realm, we identify as such. Uh, we just need to keep our, our, well, for lack of a better term, our minds open, right? We need to keep doing our research and understanding what's going on with the current climate of things. Um, it's, it's tough, like it's tough to be a part of the LGBT community now even now right like even in now. this current mm -hmm. climate even now so to have all this going on i i really feel like gender is super important it's super important to affirm people and how they identify despite the labels absolutely absolutely god that was so beautifully said that um, was beautifully said sarah amazing yes i mean if you pride 
If, if, we ahead, think, if you think that your children are not experimenting with uh, the the opposite gender's clothing or that your children aren't fantasizing about uh, things behind closed doors or whatever, if you think that because they're not seeing it on television or they're not getting it in their happy meal, that they're not thinking these things and, and questioning these things, you're dead wrong. Um, they're, they're just more confused if they don't have access to good information and a positive environment in which to explore those things. You're, you're just, you're just pushing never, them further yeah. into it if you're, if you're making it a forbidden fruit. I will never forget one of the straightest people I've ever encountered, a guy I, I played baseball with in college. You know, we, we were having all kinds of conversations, including me, you know, is it really true that guys know guys better and girls know girls better? But, um, you know, he... He made a joke, but it wasn't a joke. He, he, you know, he, he said, if the choice, actually, if I was offered the choice in a hot second, and we were talking about Wonder Woman, and if he could have the bracelets and fly around in the, in the invisible plane, so on and so forth, he would turn, he would take the pill and turn into Wonder Woman in a hot second. And I laughed and I'm like, but, you know, then, then, you know, you'd have to, you'd have to be with, with other, with guys. And he said, no, I'd just be a lesbian. And I just thought, wow, that is friggin' yeah, awesome. Yeah, that is you know, sexual identity versus sexual orientation. <laughs> yep. It, in a nutshell, he had no idea that that's what he was actually saying. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. you know, bing, bang, boom. Um, I wanted to to let everybody out there in, in the ACB world and those that we reach that are not part of ACB as of yet. Uh, Blind Pride International had decided a couple of months ago because of the pandemic, we don't know what everyone's situation is, that we were going to have a dues amnesty for for uh, BPI and that we would, uh, as a as an organization, cover the dues that are that are um, associated to to ACB for registration. But um, it's dues amnesty. So if you're an ally, if you're someone who is enjoying Pride Connection and the, the questions that we raise and the programming that we're interested in, and you want to explore some more, now is a great time. You can hit up our, you know, our organization by emailing membership at blindlgbtpride.org and let us know that you'd like to experience BPI for a year as an allied member or as a new member. And um, we would love to, we'd love to have you. If you are someone who is wondering what these conversations, how far we can take these conversations and, and how we can make the world a better place by, by continuing all of the conversations that we've had, please hit us up and, and become a, an allied member or a new member of Blind Pride International. Guys, it is um, about eight Seven minutes. more minutes. To, yeah, so let's get some final thoughts on the topic from everybody. And if anybody has any homework they want to throw out to the listeners, please uh, let's start backwards. Gerald, why don't, uh, why don't you give us some final thoughts on tonight's conversation? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell us that, Gerald. You cannot be confused. <laughs> please tell us you're, you're not staring at your closet door considering going back in and slamming oh, it. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> how about you byron some final thoughts sure um well my friend tom sent me an article and i think this would be a really interesting topic for for later but i just wanted to touch on it very quickly um buzzfeed had an article about uh toxic masculine masculinity i'm not talking about being masculine because there's nothing wrong with that if you're a man if you're a woman if you're somewhere in between and masculine is how you are nothing wrong with that i'm talking about toxic masculinity as in you know uh trying to one-up people and and tell people that you're right all the time when you're not or making gay jokes at the expense of someone else and when it has nothing to do with gayness mm -hmm. um there was a great reddit post uh, a, a great reddit thread that said um you know telltale signs that someone is insecure about their masculinity and one of my favorite ones was um, dudes refusing to moisturize, thinking that being all red and raw like that is how skin is supposed to be. It's like, I'm not going to moisturize because I'm a man. You know, that, that kind of <laughs> attitude. And I think toxic masculinity. I love your deep voice, Byron. 
I, well, well, thank you. Thank you, Gerald. I think toxic masculinity has a lot to do with a lot of these gender issues. A lot of very yeah. insecure men or people who identify yeah. as masculine saying, well, doing girly things is not manly. Manly, 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 man. That's right. Sarah. Sage? Sarah? <laughs> Hello, I'm back. <laughs> I was <laughs> muted for like a second. Um, I think that I, I want to end with um, there is nothing wrong or incorrect about questioning your gender when you're older either. You know, as a kid, you're like, mm -hmm. well, I am this. Therefore, I was told that I was this. My birth certificate yep. says this. But if you're in your your teens or your 20s or your like I've known people you know that I've met throughout the community in the past that were like I didn't know I was non-binary until I was 40 or whatever there's no set age as to when you know if something happens and you're questioning um, give yourself the time and the patience and give others that same thing you know I don't mm -hmm. think anyone learns something immediately perfect in the same the day yeah. yeah, there's no, yeah. there's no perfection from day one. Um, and that's something that I'm, like I said, I'm still learning about gender constructs. I'm still learning about, you know, different pronouns, even I'm like, holy cow, there's more than, than he, she, they, there's Z, Zir, there's the thou, there's so many different labels and identifiers that folks prefer. Um, Ultimately, my viewpoint is this, treat people as people first, listen to what they have to say. Um, and in terms of the very important mental health related stuff, there's always, I mean, you can visit the Trevor Project um, and, you know, make sure that you check out those online resources if any mental health stuff comes up. Gabriel? Thank you. Thank you, Sarah, for those very eloquent, beautiful, profound words that I know that you 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 walk the talk. <laughs> um, well, I just want to say that uh, uh, kids growing up, um, they they we get fed a lot of information, and our brains get filled with information that then we transfer and we call knowledge. I've been reading a lot on that subject on how our brain is full of information, full of what we call knowledge many of those things are just sometimes paradigms, sometimes lies. Um, I just feel that uh, if you if you if you go back to the innocence and to a blank slate of a brain of a child of a brain of a child and you give them the options and you let their own nature select which path they want to go, that's the real truth. That's the real identity. And that is what needs to be honored, respected, and supported. And like Sarah said, above all, treat people as what we all are, humans. Uh, you know, these, these all definitions, of the, all the knowledge that we have constructed and we implant in, in children's brain is just damaging. It's just, it's just trying to make them fit in a specific box and if they don't fit that specific box that they're supposed to fit then that's where you know traumas uh low self-esteem depression and eventually like we've said earlier in many cases sadly uh termination of their life of their own life so be supportive be loving and be accepting of each other thank you gabriel i'll um i'll give a final thought that is about this topic but so much more globally Mental health is something that we really, as a, as a country, need to pay much more attention to. If you're out there, whether you identify as gay, straight, happy, unicorn, alien, you know, if you're a soup can that wants to be filled with love and knowledge, whatever you identify with, if you're struggling, if you feel that there's not really a place for you to talk, not, not a place for you to feel support, please consider BPI. Um, whether you're a member or not, there are people within our organization who just want to offer a shoulder, offer an ear. And there are resources out there. Some of them are on our website. They are on the ACB 
uh, no, you know, the, the parent organization website. There are suicide prevention hotlines and mental health lines. If you are struggling, if you are having really bad days, please reach out to someone and consider BPI being one of those someones, but don't go it alone. There are people out there that care and we are examples of that. Have a great rest of the week. Congratulations, oh, the, ACB, way, on one Brock. year of community calls. Uh, we will be back next week, same time, same channel. Happy St. Patty's Day, Aaron Gorbra. Uh, absolutely. Yes. Happy St. Patrick's. <laughs> You have been listening to Pride Connection, sponsored by Blind LGBT Pride International. For more information, please visit blindlgbtpride.org.